Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. This week, I have a very special guest. Her name is Katie Griffin from Montreal. Katie, at a young age, loved the phone, wasn't shy, and still isn't. Her grandfather immigrated from Pakistan in the late 50s and went on to sell encyclopedias for Britannica door-to-door back in the day. He always told Katie she had the gift of the gap. Katie's first sales job was when she was 15 years old in telemarketing. She put her gab to work selling paper rolls and ink cartridges for credit card machines. Not her finest hours, she would tell you, but within a short time was running the company, writing the scripts, the rebuttals, and the collection practices. From there, Katie made her way into accounting software world, where the software consultant at the telemarketing company heard her linguistic talents and no fear on the telephone, they asked Katie to join their company. This episode, we're going to focus on sophisticated telemarketing. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ian. I'm so glad to be here with you. It's uh, really an honor to connect this way and and get get to chat with you for a little bit. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you, and thanks for making the time. I know we've got some time challenges nationally, but we've been able to to make that work, which is a wonderful thing. The whole term sophisticated telemarketing, I've heard you use this phrase several times through the years, Katie. Sophisticated telemarketing, can you tell me a little more about it and where you came up with it? So if you've ever gotten a phone call, um, whether it was, you know, before the cell phone days when we were all on landlines and you were listening to somebody that was just so scripted, you could tell they were reading off of a piece of paper or some old monitor and they really weren't having a conversation. They were just talking at you. That is not what sophisticated telemarketing is. So I, I coined the phrase uh, when I started my business a while back because it really is a conversation that you should be having when you're, you're doing any kind of telemarketing. Knowing that you're speaking to a real person on the other end of the line makes all the difference as a buyer and even as a salesperson um, to know that you're able to promote your product or service through conversation and not just, again, talking at somebody. So sophisticated telemarketing, you are picking up the phone, you are still dialing for dollars, as we would say, but it's much more refined. 
fast forward to today, people are getting automated telemarketing phone calls, which are just my pet peeve. There's nothing more that I cannot stand than picking up the phone and hearing a robotic tone. Um, it's not even a real person anymore. And, right, and right. it just takes away from, you know, it takes away from the art of sales and sales, you know, is, is really an art. And so I think when I explain to my clients um, what sophisticated telemarketing is, it really is about having a real conversation with your prospect on the phone, being able to speak uh, intelligently about the product or service that you are selling or promoting and really being able to be human on the other end of the line because at the end of the day, people want to do business with people, right? Right, right. I, I, I love what you said, it's human. And you're right, these automated phone, it's almost like spam by a phone. And there's some scammers out there uh, with that yeah. as well, looking for hacks. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on with the phone. So people to people, People do business with people. You're right. Absolutely right, Katie. How did KG Vision start? And what would you say your selling expertise is? So KG Vision started when um, the accounting software consultant that you, you mentioned in, in the intro uh, was retiring and had uh, brought me into the accounting software world um, I noticed that most of these practitioners were one-man or one-woman shows. They weren't very large firms, and they were good at supporting the technology, the software that they were that they were selling. But they really lacked either the time or the skill to sell or market uh, their business and their and their solutions. And so I was on a, a plane ride back from having attended a wonderful conference in Vancouver. I was on my way back to Montreal. And I thought, you know, there is just a, a whole market out there right for the picking. There's, you know, over 100 of these guys that need what I do. And I have a vision. And, and that's where it kind of all fell into play. And I just threw my initials together and said, okay, KG Visions, here we go. I I got home from that conference full of inspiration and energy. I think I um, spent the next 24 hours putting together a website. I had never built a website in my life before. But, you know, when, when you're motivated, you'll learn how to do pretty much anything. And I listed the different things that I had been doing for this uh, previous employer that I had in terms of business development, essentially, and a big part of that was sophisticated telemarketing, not being afraid to pick up the phone and have a conversation about this accounting software that I was representing at the time. And uh, before I knew it, I had over a dozen clients within a week um, and lists of people to call. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. It grew from there because, as you know, word of mouth is very powerful. And I would say that that's, um, that's almost 15 years that's almost 15 years ago today, Ian. Um, it's amazing how time flies and, and how you grow uh, as, as an individual and as a business throughout that time. Um, and I would say that my, my expertise has really been developed to selling value versus selling just a product. 
And when we talk about accounting software or any other um, complex sale, if you will, really being able to present the value of your solution is so much more um, important and so much more successful in the sales process versus just selling the product. At the end of the day, accounting software is accounting software. They'll all do debits and credits. They'll all report to the general ledger. Um, but the value of what that means to any particular buyer varies. You know, business A has a very different requirement than business B beyond the debits and credits. And so really identifying what people's needs are allows me to sell the value and not just the software. Really like what you said. I, two things that when you, your flight from Vancouver home to Montreal and you had this vision, this, this inspiration that motivated you and in prior, uh, uh, podcast episodes, I've talked about, you know, figuring out your why will make your how real easy, right? So I, 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 my, my gut is that on that flight back, your why became very, very clear uh, in your mind and your vision for what you wanted to do. And you went down and you figured out how to get that down, done with something with the website that you, you'd never built before, but you, you figured it out because your why was that big. The other, the other thing, Katie, I think you said is value. And a lot of, a lot of salespeople need still to learn this, that you're not selling a product or a service. You're not even selling benefits. It goes beyond that. Value is the measurable impact your, your business solution has on your customer's organization. How do they measure it? And you're right. Everyone's business needs or business pains, they differ. So how they would reap the benefits and the value impact will, will vary by that very same thing as well. So that's fabulous that uh, you're, you're, you're on your way, but you're doing really well with it. I'm very proud of you. That's fabulous. You and I both, you touched on it. Thanks, Are, Ian. Uh, no, you're welcome. I mean, Katie, you and I both agree that, that selling, hey, yeah, there's probably some science involved, but a lot of art form. What would you say your secret weapon is in your selling? I would say that my secret weapon really is is being real. Um, I would think that, you know, given that this is sophisticated telemarketing, uh, as I've said before, you know, you're really only speaking to people over the phone. And because it's not scripted, because it's genuine, um, because I'm passionate about the products that I represent and the companies that I'm representing, um, my true self shines through in conversation. Um, so when I do finally get to meet people face to face at a conference or um, an open house kind of a gathering, when the world was still doing these things, of course, um, or right. even today, yeah. Or, or even today in a Zoom meeting or whatever the case may be, that often I'm, I'm met with, you're exactly what I pictured on the phone. Um, you, you know, you, your, your tone and, and, and who you are as a sales professional and as an individual shines through. And again, it goes back to being real. It goes back to being genuine. What you see is what you get, you know, WYSIWYG. Um, and and just, being, just being myself is, 
it's not so much a secret, but it's what has served me incredibly well. And, and all the feedback that I've gotten um, over the last 15 years has really been about that. You know, with Katie, you know what you're going to get. You know what to expect. Um, there's no surprises, you know, which, which, you know, kind of segues into um, not over-promising and under-delivering, which happens a lot in the sales world, as I'm sure, as I'm sure you know. So, so my secret weapon is, is not that um, complicated. You know, I just, I'm, I'm myself uh, from the get-go, from that first discovery call, all the way to when we close, you know, the sale. And, and even then, I like to maintain relationships with who are now clients and, and just ensure that that first impression that they've gotten um, carries through throughout their entire customer life. So just be real. Right. That's uh, consistency. I, I really, really like what you said there, uh, Katie. It's, it's huge because what are you doing? You're branding yourself. And so branding needs to be consistent if it's going to stick and, and, and have a, a real message and impact in the market. So do it personally. Take your brand you know, very personally and be consistent with it. It's, you, you touched on, you know, like the, the whole need for this in this day and age with the pandemic we've been managing through, it's been hard. And that, that's, that's certainly more important to be good on the phone than ever before. Because many people in sales don't have that, uh, that luck through. We once all uh, enjoyed, which was the face-to-face selling environment. There's a lot more work going on on the phone uh, these days for sure. And technology overarches lots of things. And, I want to ask you a question about CRM, if it's okay. Um, what CRMs or other sales tools have you used, and how important would you say they are? Oh, my goodness. They're so important. I, you know, I'll take you back for a second to the days where I was selling those paper rolls and ink cartridges before we had any CRMs in place. We had these templated paper documents in manila folders where we would jot down all of our all of our interactions with the people on the phone whether it was sales or or accounts receivables and and you know filing systems and god forbid you lost a file in that cabinet it was just just horrific and and so to fast forward today to the amazing amazing technology that we have um a CRM not only helps to, you know, keep information at your fingertips, but it also helps us as salespeople to remember important details about the prospects that we're speaking to, right from, you know, um, what software, for example, they may currently be using to, um, you know, maybe their LinkedIn profile uh, being at your fingertips. Perhaps you had a conversation um, about, you know, software and they happened to mention that it was their son's birthday that day. Um, you know, little details that, that we think maybe aren't important, um, but easily forgettable um, allows us to capture important details, not just details, Ian, but processes, sales processes are, mm-hmm. are hugely important. You know, we, we, you know, as salespeople, we've been, um, it's been drilled into our heads that a pipeline is important and that the stages in the pipeline is important. And how many times have we seen it where you skipped a stage in that pipeline and, you know, you lost the sale. And so these CRMs that are out there, 
And today there, there are so many, and I'll tell you a couple of my favorites in a second. But these processes that are, are really automated today, where when you start with what is a marketing qualified lead and are able to turn that into a sales qualified lead and then bring it further through the stages of the pipeline based on the prospect activity, not on what you need them to do, but on where they are at and have that as an automated system that will then trigger communications or reminders and follow-ups. I mean, follow-ups we all know is, is the most, one of the most important things. God forbid you don't follow up with somebody when you were supposed to, your competitor is going to get in there. And so these systems that we have access to, not only are they automated, um, not only are they so contemporary in, in connecting with the web and calendar tools and all of these wonderful technologies that exist, um, but again, in, in the finer details that allow you to be genuine um, and consistent, like we were talking about before. The first system that I worked with um, was a Sage product. It was called Act. And I mm-hmm. had implemented that at, um, at one office that I, I had been consulting with and really customized it to their requirements. So that had been one of my faves. Back in the day, um, today I I will give a shout out to HubSpot. HubSpot is my favorite tool. I've been successful in implementing that and configuring that uh, at four different client sites. Um, it's incredibly intuitive, uh, user friendly. My mentor used to tell me that um, nothing is user friendly until the user gets friendly with it. But really, HubSpot <laughs> is user friendly. Um, and, uh, it's a fantastic tool and I honestly, I could not get the project completed as well as I have without that tool. That, that's great to hear. I've talked to a few of my, uh, local clients, uh, who are, are looking away from Salesforce. Salesforce.com has kind of been the, the de facto standard for quite some time now, um, because it was in the cloud and it was as a service and all of those things, but you know that the technology world's an ever-moving, as you know, Katie, better than most, ever-changing uh, environment, and there's some great, I've heard fabulous reviews about HubSpot, and it's got some built-in AI, it integrates with social platforms seamlessly, and uh, it's great to have, uh, have someone like you out there that could help clients with HubSpot-type implementation. That's that's tremendous, uh, tremendous to know, and, and a good shout out uh, that was for sure. Katie, and my last question, and again, I really, really thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom with, with our listeners today, but as a, as a last question, what would you say has been your biggest challenge as a sales professional? <laughs> <laughs> I think every every salesperson will say this. Um, leads, really good leads. <laughs> so, I, I think you're right. Um, I, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, leads, getting really good qualified leads um, has definitely been the biggest challenge. And, and in my line of work, I'm responsible for both, really, not just um, the sales and and uh, promotion of product approach with leads that have been provided. But as time goes by and as 
the uh, accounting software industry gets more and more saturated with solutions, finding good leads is, is a challenge. And so what I bring to the table with my clients and, and different things that I've worked on um, are, are a variety of different sources for leads. A company um, can no longer expect that just one source is going to give them a great set of leads. Marketing efforts need to be done in, in a variety of different places, whether we're talking about, depending on your product, you know, understand that the platform you choose to generate leads is very dependent on the type of product or service that you're promoting. So whether we're talking about social media or we're talking about more B2B tools like Seamless AI or uh, trade shows, uh, which I do believe the world will go back to having face-to-face yes. events at some point. Um, um, but, but invest in a variety of different sources for leads and understand really what the difference is between a marketing qualified lead that I mentioned earlier and a sales qualified lead. You know, just because someone visited your website once does not make them a marketing qualified lead. <laughs> um, right. so, so really understanding the difference between uh, the marketing qualified lead and the sales qualified lead. And, and I'll venture as far as to say um, that, you know, marketing and sales, there are differences, but the more we move on in the future in this world of, of sales, they do work very closely together. And, and that consistency that we talked about before, that, that brand awareness has to ring true at the beginning from the marketing perspective all the way through to the sales. And I, 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 I embrace the challenge of finding good leads. Um, I think that any salesperson knows that, you know, you, you, you win some, you lose some, and that we can't just blame it on the lead. But if businesses understand that they can acquire leads from a variety of sources, a variety of different marketing efforts, and involve your salespeople in the development of those marketing efforts because they have a very good understanding of what the buyer needs and wants. And that allows us in, in the marketing role to uh, advertise properly to acquire those leads. Um, but that, that is my biggest challenge. I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's uncommon across the sales world. Um, but like I said, I, I'm not afraid of challenges. I embrace them. And I've fortunately been, uh, very blessed to have a lot of great contacts in the accounting software world that um, have been able to produce really great opportunities and exposure to a lot of my clients, which um, has generated some really good leads to work with. Really like what you said in terms of sales and marketing, not sales or marketing. It's a team and having that integrated. And I think you're right. As, as we go on, that's going to become more and more seamless. It's just, it's like the salesperson helping the marketing campaign, the marketing people helping to further qualify the leads in the pipeline. There's, there's lots of synergies there. And having someone like yourself, Katie, who's been on both sides of the desk, who does it for a living, uh, your advice is, is very, very valuable to people. I, I think my listeners would definitely love it if I asked you this question. How can they get a hold of you? Obviously, you've stimulated some thoughts in my mind and everyone listening today. How can people reach out and get a hold of you, Katie? 
Well, I would say the best way to get a hold of me is by email first, uh, because I do talk for a living. Uh, it's hard to talk to more than one person at a time. So trying to schedule conversations is really the best way. And, and email uh, is, is the best way to get a hold of me. So very simple, Katie Griffin, that's K-A-T-I-E, Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N, at kgvisions.biz, B-I-Z. And I have my mobile device with me all the time. I'm very reachable. Uh, another thing my mentor tried to teach me was to not be so reachable, but I'm just not good at that. So email me and I will get back to you very quickly. And I'd love to have a conversation with anyone who's interested. That's wonderful. Katie, thank you very much for being on Confessions of a Sales Pro this week. And I wish you a great rest of your week, Katie. Ian, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks so much. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins with Ian Selby.